What's your name? What's your name? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Is he rich like me? Has he take us any time to show you what you need to live? Tell it to me slowly. Tell you why I really want to know. It's the time of the season for love. Time of the season, the zombies. Mm. I love it. Ronnie Argent. Uh, <laughs> That's a great song. It, it's a fascinating song. And the, the part that gets me every time is the, uh, ah. I mean, what is that? How, how do you write that into the music? But that, it or works. they just, are they like taking a sip of soda and they go, ah. I don't yeah, know. I, I, yeah. Don't know. Yeah, but it's most, the but most intriguing six, part of that song. It's a catchy song, though. Yeah, it, it is one that you kind of, yeah. 68? I mean, that was. Yeah. Yep. That was pretty cool. You go along with it, for yeah. sure. 8.06 is the time on Tuesday, mm-hmm. the 3 of May. <laughs> um, 19 years ago, if you were coming down through Franconia Notch. Uh, what? Oh, where's the old man? Yeah. The old man, she's gone. Yeah, the old man is gone. Uh, sometime between the second, um, the, the evening of the second and the dawning of the third. Do you know how tall the old man was? No. How, how big would you think? Oh, goodness. I don't know. 100 yards. Mm, no. Oh. No. Not bad. But Thank you. No, 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 no. All right. 40 feet. Oh. <laughs> 40, 40, 40 okay. feet tall. Okay. okay. Um, well, 40 feet is, um, what, 120 yards. Right. So, yeah. I was really yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't give and take away. I just... I appreciate well, that. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and the Monday morning, because um, I was working, um, and kept hearing, "What? Mm. What? Mm-hmm. What do you mean it's gone?" Mm. And it's like, "Wow!" Um, all that was left were the cables, and you know, just that was it. That was it. And they have tried. They have tried over the years to. Oh, they've had all kinds of ideas. You know, put a an epoxy thing oh, up there. It's no. like, no, don't, no, don't, don't be doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember when that was all going down and like, oh, do we build a, no, don't build anything because the thing that made that so amazing was that it was a natural outcropping of rock. Yep. It, it's anything you try to do to build it up is going to just. Well, Dick Hamilton was uh, the, the big, uh, big proponent of that. He was president of White Mountain Attractions. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember Dick said every night that he went back up through the notch, He'd say goodnight to the old man oh. for like thirty years. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean that yeah. was that was Dick's thing. Oh, that's um, sad. And uh, um, he was going back up through the notch Friday night, and there was fog mm-hmm. and couldn't see the old man. Mm-hmm. And he drove by, and I remember Dick said, uh, "Goodnight, boss, wherever you are." Oh, yep, yep. Um, so. Yeah, do we do we have a, a clip? We do. All right. We do. Let's see if we can dig this up. After millennia of standing tall, the old man is gone. The five sheets of rock which once made the signature profile gave way sometime Friday night. An unsuspecting ranger discovered the loss Saturday morning. 
The turnbuckles installed to reinforce the slabs remain twisted and broken 1,200 feet above Profile Lake. They are all that remain of decades of diligence from local caretakers. We tried to prevent that. We tried to slow that possibility down as much as we could, and we always were optimistic that some of the work that we did uh, prolonged his life. While people spent the day coming to see what can no longer be seen, the question of why and how was on everyone's lips. We had a long winter, as we know, and uh, you know, extended time of below freezing, and of course at the elevation of the old man, it's probably still below freezing in the evenings up there. All of the rock formations you see in the notch today have been created by centuries of freezing and thawing. Water gets between two rocks, turns to ice, eventually the rock breaks away, creates a landslide. None of the experts that we talked to expected that after thousands of years, such a famous rock pile would give way during their lifetime. You know, we had tried to shore them up by putting some steel reinforcements and uh, some other measures to try to keep them together as long as possible. You can't reconstruct something like this. It's definitely a, a natural part of history, and it's gone. An effort is beginning to do something with the spot where the old man aged so gracefully. We will start the revitalization effort for our symbol. Which means 19 years ago? Yeah. 19 years ago this week. This, Unbelievable. Yeah, this past weekend. Wow. Yep, and of course, uh, in the 19th century, uh, the old man's visage inspired New Hampshire statesman Daniel Webster to write, quote, in the mountains of New Hampshire, God Almighty has hung out a sign to show that there he makes men, unquote. Mm, yep. Nice. And uh, I remember doing a, a little uh, feature um, across the notch from the old man. There is a woman, uh, an old lady of the mountain. Really? Yeah, nobody ever... Yeah, I was, I've never heard yeah, that. There was an old lady at the mountain huh. on the other side. Okay. So as you're heading north on the notch, the yep. old man was on the left. On the right, there is a visage of a woman. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So once again, well, you know, now the woman's going, the woman he's finally quiet. <laughs> I got the place to myself. Thank you. Only took 2,000 years. <laughs> well, maybe he was pushed. Yeah, well, I wow. don't know. I wow. Don't know. Okay. But yeah, there was a uh, there was a profile <laughs> on the other side. So very interesting. But yeah, that uh, um, nineteen years ago, mm. and uh, I fish uh, profile right mm -hmm. right below it, and uh, you know it was always it was there. Yeah, and just uh, um, it's kind of like you would always crane your you know always crane your neck sure. to look. Yep, or, you always you have yeah, to look at it as yeah. you're up there, and yeah. uh, just the fact that it's. It's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm sorry, and and, uh, and and I think the world of Dick Hamilton, great guy, um, uh, and Dick just wanted to put something up there. Um, and I just, I, I, I'm just not for that. Um, that. That to me is, you know, leave it alone. Right. You know. Agreed. Uh, they had wanted to do a, a, a little thing um, in the park below um by Profile Pond, mm -hmm. um, where it had varying stages where you could look up at these little obelisks and it would show the old man. You know, okay, yeah, okay, fine. Down there in the park looking up, okay. Mm -hmm. But not on the cliff. Right. Just, just leave Don't it Don't try to rebuild it. No. Um, it just it doesn't make sense. So, anyway. But, uh, yeah, a little, uh, little New Hampshire history. Mm -hmm. um, so, if you uh, find... Those New Hampshire state coins, uh, the the uh, quarters mm -hmm. that has the old man on it. Yeah, hang on to the. I Keepers. still have uh, 
tollbooth tokens that, you know, oh, I grabbed wow. a couple of those. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Yep. Those were highly collectible. Sure. Hang on yeah. to those bad boys. Who'd have thunk? Yep, yep. A13 is the time. Going to take a break. We'll be back on the other side. Robert Palmer, um, Addicted to Love. Now, Mighty John the Record Guy, I will ask you, because you know everything, that, yes. that song was originally to be recorded as a duet, but due to contractual problems, Palmer cut the other half of the duet and did a solo. Yes. Who was the... I, I remember that, but I think, wasn't it a British singer? I can't remember the name now. Um, it was a female. It was yeah, correct. It was a female, uh, yeah. and I think British. Um, Shaka Khan. Oh, Shaka Khan. That's right. Yep, yes. Yep. Yeah. He originally. Now, now think about that. What would "Addicted to Love" sound like with Robert Palmer and Shaka Khan? I it would sound good. I. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just so used to Robert Palmer. You know. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh well, Mighty John the Roll River the guy. Times. Yeah, I know, I know. What, what were you doing? It's great. What were you playing? It's great to be on the Genie and Peter show. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is my one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. guests. Yeah. Keep sucking up, John. You'll always have a home. That's good <laughs> for sure. Um, what what format were you playing uh, in back in eighty uh, six? Eighty six, uh, top forty. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. Yep. Do you miss it? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I basically I'm on the radio every day, you know, doing these interviews. So yeah, yeah. I'm still on the radio. Yeah, so. that's true. But I, you know, I miss uh, uh, the camaraderie of my companions. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Yeah, the the, the, know. the genies of the world. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah. Every moment here <laughs> yeah, is yeah. magic. Let me tell you. Wow. <laughs> so uh, when when we last left you, you were uh, hinting about a uh, future YouTube page for moneymusic.com. Are we getting any closer? The audio is all done. Uh, we just have to match up the audio with the video. Uh, and uh, I would say we're about two weeks out. No kidding. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Wow, I'm, yeah. I'm excited about this. Now, is this, is this, I have to pay to get on this site or what? Boy, that's a good idea. Never thought of <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Peter John, to find no, a way to monetize. No, I've, met, I've met John, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, but it would be a great way for us to plug our website, and uh, that's why we do it. Ah. For the love of mighty, not for the love of money. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you wow, go. wow, wow, wow. <laughs> well, I, It'll be fun. I mean, it's, uh, we'll see the first one. It was like a test. We'll see how it goes. 
Excellent. I'm I've got the second one ready to go, but I want to see how the first one does. Okay. Excellent. All right. Well, I'll keep, uh, keep going to moneymusic.com and check that bad boy out. Uh, I will send you an email as soon as it's up. Good. All right. Excellent. Yep. Um, so what are we doing today? Well, Maine, we got a whole new list of 10 records worth $100 or more, and I'll preview next month Elvis. Uh, debuts the big movie coming out this summer and next month in june we will have a list of 10 records by elvis each worth a thousand dollars or more Ooh, so that'll wow. be a big one for us wow he's he just stays collectible doesn't he he does unbelievable wow so for this month 10 records worth a hundred dollars or more okay so let's start it off who did la 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 means i love you the delphonics very good thank you that album currently up too $100. All right. Going to the Chapel of Love. Any idea who did that? I'm sorry. The, 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 Going to the Chapel the of Dixie Love. The Dixie Cups. Yes. Peter's on a roll. That he, album's really He up. is. And he's, it's just effortless. He's just, yeah, well, obviously it was the Dixie Cups. All right, go ahead. <laughs> well, all right, let's see if he's so smart this time. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, great. Thank yeah, you. Get him. <laughs> okay. Uh, the name of the album, The Magician's Birthday, by a group who took their name from Charles Dickens' character. <laughs> Had one big hit called Easy Living. Uriah Heep. There you go. Thank you. Uriah Thank Heap. you. The Magician's Birthday album currently up to $200. Wow. All right. I'll, uh, now, Jeannie, I'm going to give you a shot here. Okay. Uh, good. Oh, good. Oh, gosh. Who- <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Make it easy and whisper a hint. Okay, go ahead. Who did Run Around Sue? Oh, well, I could sing it. I'm Dion. a teenager in love. How about Dion? How about Dion? There she Woo! <laughs> I'm amazing. Autographs. There you time. go. Wow. <laughs> Dion of the Belmonts, the first album presenting... Dion and the Belmonts card value up to four hundred dollars. And he married Sue. He did. He, he did. Even though she was running around, he married Sue? Runaround oh, Sue. Yeah. Gosh. Yep. You know what's goofy? I had to think about that one, but it's on the Genie mixtape too. It's on my Spotify account. There you go. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> we'll have to someday. Re- we'll have to go over your Spotify account. <laughs> yeah. and What each one of them is worth. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, Peter, who did Astral Weeks, the album? I'm sorry, who did what? Astral Weeks, big rock and roll album. A-S-T-R-A-L, Astral Weeks. Uh, uh, a blank. No Googling. No. Van Morrison. Van Morrison. Ah, okay. Okay. Now, here's a case where you have to be very careful if you're going to pay big money for this album. Uh-oh. If you find a copy, and on the back cover... You see the logo that says WB, which is Warner Brothers, no more than $25. But instead of seeing WB on the back cover, you see W7, then it's up to $500. Ooh. So you've got to be careful. About this. The W7 is an original issue. The WB is a reissue. Uh-huh. So, lots of times I'll see records on, on eBay, you know, and they're asking five hundred dollars and I look it over and I see that WB on the back and that's yeah, yeah, twenty five dollars. Yeah, but got it. usually the person selling it doesn't realize it, so we don't blame them. Yeah. No kidding. Uh who was the group that really made famous uh where the action is uh for Dick Clark's T V show? They uh, were the company band, so to speak. 
Um, Had lots of hits in the 60s. Yeah, uh, Paul Revere and the Raiders. Very good. Thank you. Their first album, Paul Revere and the Raiders on Sandy Records. Current value up to $500. Paul Revere. And they actually recorded Louie Louie in the same studio uh, a week before the Kingsman did it. But Mitch Miller was the A&R guy for the, right. uh, for the Raiders, didn't like the song, and so didn't promote it. Yeah, he was the head honcho at Columbia Records, and he hated rock and roll. Yeah. So he wouldn't promote it. That's right. Yeah. So the Kingsmen can thank Mitch for their career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the FBI, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Who is this singer? Let's see if Jeannie can get this. How about Rocky Mountain High? Joe. In, uh, even uh, on oh, a jet oh, plane. Oh, yes, John Denver. Okay. His first album was called John Denver Sings on his own label, HJD Records. Card value up to $750. Jo- John Deutschendorf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super yeah. catchy. And that's it. Yeah. Any other album by him is worth no more than $10, but that's the biggie. John Denver Sings on HJD Records. Wow. 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 Is that on your mixtape, too? <laughs> I, I'm sad to say it <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. yes. <laughs> My kids love John Denver. Well, here's one that won't be on your Spotify account. Okay. I don't know, Peter, if you'll know who this is, the 13th Floor Elevators. They had an album called Easter Everywhere. The lead singer ended up in the uh, a mental institution, but they recognized as one of the very first uh, psychedelic rock and roll bands that had tremendous influence on all the psychedelic bands to follow. So anything by 13th Floor Elevators, very collectible. The album, Easter Everywhere, up to $1,000. No kidding. No. Yes. By me. Were, were they a West Coast band or what? Uh, Texas. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's see, Peter. I think you can get this. Yeah. Walk, don't run. Who did that? I'm sorry? Walk, don't run. Instrumental. The Ventures. Yes. Thank you. Very good. Now, if you have a copy on Dalton Records, which most people would, $40. But the original label, Blue Horizon Records, The Ventures, Walk Don't Run, $1,000. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Who did this album, Peter? This is like uh, Who's Buried in Grant's Tomb. Uh The name of the album, The Savage Young Beatles. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty sure I can get that one. The Savage Young Beatles. This was a recordings of early rock and roll music by the Beatles when they were still like at uh, Liverpool. Oh, okay. But the album, the album came out in '68. But the music is from that era. The Savage Young Beatles. The value depends all on the color of the cover. Oh, if the cover is yellow, 125 bucks. But if the color is orange, cover is orange, uh, then it's fifteen hundred dollars. Whoa, whoa. Savage Young Beatles. Wow. <laughs> on the Savage record label, which is not a bootleg. It's an original release. Oh, really? Oh, I yeah. thought it was a bootleg. Oh, okay. No. Can't put a value on a bootleg. Doesn't mean that somebody wouldn't buy one. It's just you can't put an established value on anything that's considered illegal. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. Wow. So, Savage Young Beatles. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, okay. Um... 
That's pretty much taken up your time. Isn't it time for you to go back and <laughs> take your nap? <laughs> wow. One more show, and then I'm going to take my nap. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Now, you st- you still on uh, all across the country? Yes. Are you yes. finding, are you finding you know, uh, still uh, there's interest in vinyl? More than ever. Really? Yeah, more than ever. Yeah. Well, you're so, you're a man ahead of the curve. You know, you're just that's right. Waiting for people to catch up. <laughs> and, is, is, and meanwhile, if you'd like to have a thousand other free examples, Peter, free <laughs> examples of records worth a hundred dollars or more, you'll find them on our website, moneymusic.com. There you go. And check yeah. every day because John's got a uh, uh, record of the day and a little yes. little factoid and always good show prep for me. Um, oh, good. <laughs> oh, no. And I submit a bill to the station saying, this is what I have to spend for research every day. <laughs> so thank you, John. I'll, I'll cut you a check. <laughs> oh, my. I'll send you an email with that YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, stay well, my friend. We'll talk. All right, guys. Thanks, John. Uh, moneymusic.com. Check it out. Uh, and the record of the day today is, oh, wow, Mickey Gilly. Mickey Gilly. Uh, who is cousin to Jerry Lee Lewis. And he's the owner of Gillies, the world's largest honky-tonk. He did a uh, uh, song called Room Full of Roses on Playboy Records, uh, worth about five bucks. But his first record in 1957, Ooh Wee Baby, worth up to $800. There you go. Yeah. So uh, he's got those every day. There's something... um, about a record, a collectible. Uh, could be a 45, could be an LP. Check it out, moneymusic.com. 831, we'll take a break. Back with more. Wow, I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. So good, so good. I got to yield. Sugar and spice I feel nice Sugar and spice disciplinarian as a band manager really oh okay. yeah uh he demanded discipline from his musicians and dancers he assessed fines on members of his band who broke his rules such as wearing unshined shoes dancing out of sync or showing up late on stage wow oh, yeah. wow uh, so, yeah. so when you see the videos of mm-hmm. him doing it's a man's world or uh, live at the apollo uh, you see his horn sections. Those guys are tight. They are yeah. marching in. Boom, boom, boom. That was they don't want to get fined. That was it. That was, <laughs> wow. all, that was all him. Wow. Yeah. So okay. uh, the the, uh, the black uh, performers in the, in the 50s and 60s, very tight. Mm-hmm. Their, their choreography was just right there. Wow. And it was guys like James Brown. When you hear that horn section, they were crisp. That boom, horns oh, up, boom, bang, bang, bang. Wow. And that's what it was. He wow. was finding them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Also celebrating a birthday today, 
um, Frankie Valley. Oh, no kidding. Yep. Big Girls Don't Cry. <laughs> um, yep. Yep. Um, one of the best uh, Frankie Valley in four seasons sold an estimated 100 million records. Oh, my goodness. And of course, he had the number one solo in 1978. And what was it? In 78, it was Greece. There you go. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, yes. I, I wore holes through that record. I would play that over and over and over again in my room and sing into my yellow hairbrush. Yeah, that was that was that was pretty much my life. And that trained you for your broadcasting. For career. my beautiful yes, yeah. yes, my. <laughs> oh, wow. From then I went on to achieve great fame and fortune in broadcasting. For, fortune. Oh, oops. Okay, uh, Bing Crosby, also born on May third. No kidding. Yep, yep. White Christmas. Um, yep. Yep. He recorded 2,600 songs in his lifetime. Mm. And interestingly enough, he was a very sharp guy, sharp businessman. He was the first performer to pre-record his radio shows and master his commercial recordings onto magnetic tapes. Interesting. Nobody had done that before. Okay. And wow. did it. Yep. Oh. Yep. And if you watch uh, old uh, reruns of like Hogan's Heroes, mm -hmm. uh, at the end it says BCP. Uh, Bing Crosby Productions. He bought the rights from CBS, and so he was syndicating. Really? Oh yeah, he was. Oh, he was a sharp, sharp, sharp. Yeah, sharp I guy. guess he was quite the businessman. Yep. Uh, Chris Cross, Arthur oh, Steen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, sailing. Was, sailing. I used to like Chris. He, he was Cross. born on the state in 1951. Oh no, kidding. Yep. Um, oh. Mary Hopkins. Those were the days, my friend. Oh sure. Yep. Uh, she was born on the state in 1950. So, you know, a lot of were, good, yeah. Yep. And a good vocal talent born on um, this day. My guy, um, um, uh, when I say, hey, we're going to go to church, we're going to go to church, uh, all I need is a drink in my hand. Eric Church. Eric Church. Yep. Born on the state in 1977. Oh, okay. Yep. Wow. yep. So, a little country, a uh, little, little pop. Oh. Uh, yeah, a lot of guys born on this day. 8.39 is the time. Um I, this this story should have been, and and I know you've seen, if you ever watch Night Gallery or, um, um, some of those weird shows, creepy shows. Mm -hmm. um, there was a funeral in Peru. It was dramatically interrupted. Oh dear! After knocking, it was heard. From the no. From within no. the coffin. <laughs> yep. Uh, the family of Rosa Isabel Salaca had gathered in the city to pay their final <sighs> respects. She had been involved in a serious crash. Mm -hmm. The accident claimed the life of her brother-in-law and her nephews, um, and she had been pronounced dead. Uh, but when they hoisted the wooden structure onto their shoulders, they began hearing noises. Oh, my goodness. They opened the lid, and yep. she was staring at them. <laughs> she opened her eyes and uh, started sweating, and they immediately called the police. And, uh, yep, she had weak signs of life, hooked up to life support. No kidding. No. That That is amazing. And we've all had, just like you said, you either watch shows where that happens or you, you know, heard the occasional story. Think about all that has to happen for that actually to take place. Because obviously the person would not be embalmed because mm -hmm. that would kill you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, so it just, oh, okay. and then to now, hear that, the. But the downside? Yeah. She died a few hours later. Oh, stop it. That's a terrible story. Why would you tell us that? That's now, terrible. The family's going, excuse me, now we had to say goodbye twice? 
Why? Why did <laughs> That's you? That's the second one. You're like, hello. Are yeah. you really? Why did yeah, you declare her dead in the first place? Oh my goodness! Yep, yep, yep. Wow! Wow! Like, yeah, that's not knock, knock, knock. Oh my goodness! Well, I mean, because I was going to say, well, it's a good thing, you know, that they heard the knocking before, you know, she actually had been hoisted into the earth. But apparently, ultimately, <sighs> yeah. it sort of didn't matter. That's one That's of those terrible. That is terribly creepy. That is the kind of story you tell around a campfire when you're trying to spook people. Is That's it, is it working? Do you hear that knocking? Oh, do you hear s'mores. That knocking? <laughs> Wait, s'mores? Yeah. I'm good now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, that's a terrible story. I, I hate that she then died. I know. The story was supposed to be they heard her, then she's alive, all their yep. tears yep. dried, and they're happy, and no, now they brought her back to life, and no, now they've had to go through it twice, twice. Yep. and they're making sure she's really dead the second going, time. Going, now they're, they want answers. Yeah. <laughs> I would think so. Okay. I, I would think there would be a couple of questions mm-hmm. there. Maybe an investigation. This is going to be ugly. Wow. Yep, yep, yep Oh, dear. Yep. yep. Terrible story. thought you'd hate that story. I do. Thank eight, you. Eight, I'm there for you. Yeah. 8.42 is the time. Taking a break. We'll be back with more. Right after, well, maybe we'll come back. Ooh. <laughs> Listen for the knocking. chick was not bigger than she was blows me away that was an awesome recording yeah, and she's shy coltrane a, yeah and she can wail on that piano she can sing and it was it one and done wow she was big in europe mm-hmm. but nothing over here and man i remember when that came out i was just dancing on the keyboards sure. it's like man she's wailing it yeah she's got a smooth oh, good voice oh, and yeah. uh yeah shy, but i've never heard of her shy coltrane huh, and she is awesome she did one other song elijah's coming or um elijah blue or something okay um uh, and it did pff, nothing wow and yeah <laughs> and, but i mean she's got pipes and she could play the piano yeah. and just wow oh that's an interesting yep no. yeah never never heard of her well no then that's uh, the next time you hear it, it'd be Mighty John and I talking about who did the song. You know? <laughs> That's it, yes. The problem is you're going to file that information away, and it's going to stay right there in your brain. And the second someone asks you, you will regurgitate it easily. Me, I'm like, oh, what was that? Let's see. She had brown hair. Yeah. She uh, And I won't remember any of, now, see, of it. I could, if I could divest my brain of all that useless minutia (laughs) that's up there i could have been somebody but it's (laughs) not you know it helps us in the in the job that you're in it helps us you give us little factoids that kind of make the songs a little more colorful Uh, i know so it works for us that you have all that junk in there okay who did the song walk don't run um ventures yeah exactly yeah yeah, i know why do i know that why would you not know that i know i know crazy uh you know if i knew the the, the right angle of a hypotenuse, you know, 
something tangible. <laughs> that would be helpful, yeah, yes, that could have propelled you. But you know, no. it, it's okay. We we appreciate oh, those talents geez. that you do have. Right. You're a musical savant. <sighs> Dow futures uh, up. Uh, S and P five hundred futures up. Uh, Nasdaq futures up. Yay. Gold down. Silver down. Crude oil down uh, a buck six. So meh. Uh, futures, stock futures are steady right now as the markets are uh, waiting decision from the Fed coming out. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but it closed up yesterday. Um, the Dow closed up 84.29. So, okay, granted, we lost like 800 uh, before that. But, mm-hmm. you know, eh, baby steps, baby yeah. steps. That's all. Gold and silver are down, so I can keep those teeth in my head. Don't knock your teeth out. Yeah, Melt them yeah down. for a while anyway. Okay, great. So, um, I did see a story uh, that, uh, again, um, another reason I don't live in California, mm-hmm. uh, shoplifting in San Francisco. Uh, yep. Thieves caught on camera stuffing stolen goods into bags at Walgreens. Um, now, uh, three masked thieves. Uh, somebody shot a film, 41 seconds. It's been viewed more than 1.6 million times. A uh, woman in pink jacket grabs items off the shelf, puts them in a bag. Another woman near her, grabbing other items off the shelf. Two women go to other parts of the store, grab more stuff. About 10 seconds in, the camera shows a baby in a stroller. The thieves continue grabbing items off the shelves as shoppers just watch. Two women run out of the store with large bags stuffed with stolen goods. A guy in a yellow hoodie runs out behind them. Not sure why they needed to run. Nobody's doing anything. That's it. Uh, San Francisco Chronicle reported in January that shootings jumped 33% from... 2020 to last year, mm-hmm. general crime is up 10.4% in San Francisco. According to the National Retail Federation, organized retail thefts cost re- retailers an average $720,000 for every $1 billion in sales as of 2020. That's up about 450000 from five years earlier. Mm. And in addition, 69% of retailers surveyed in 2021 reported an increase in organized retail thefts. And they're saying um, it was theft during COVID-19 pandemic, less prosecution of crimes, wrongly perceived as victimless, increased felony thresholds that let thieves steal more while facing only a misdemeanor charge. Mm-hmm. It's like, seriously? And honestly, think about it. If you're another shopper in that Walgreens and you're seeing this go on, are you going to say something to them? Are you going to intervene? Or are you thinking they probably have a gun and they're not going to be all that shy about using it? I mean, are you going to get involved? You're not going to inject yourself into the situation. The authorities aren't doing much, so they really don't need to run. They're just walking in, loading up their stuff, yep. walking out. Uh, they raised the threshold. For, it was like, and, and my numbers are kind of skewy on this, but I think it was like $350. They raised it to like 750 Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm. So, well, it's only 695 No, it's not, yeah, it's not a felony. Another, yeah, get a pack of gum and we're good. Jeez, <sighs> yeah. unbelievable. Um, but and we're just, it, it, it just, it's not a victimless crime. No. Sorry, because you and I are going to pay for it. Right, exactly. It all filters down. You just yep, yep. are not seeing that far down the line. Nope, nope, nope. Um, questions being raised over the membership of the New Hampshire Secretary of State's new Commission on Voter Confidence. Over time, Americans and Grand Estaters have said they've lost trust in elections, a trend that does not bode well for the future of representative government. Uh, They aim to reverse that trend. Um, The commission starts next week with a statewide listening tour. Dick Sweat, 
uh, the co-chairman of the commission, said we'll allow for differing opinions to be placed side by side. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I... I'm, I'm waiting for some meat to that because the commission on voter voter confidence yep. is that what it is that's what yep. we're addressing yep. Yep. I, i'm not sure what we're going to do to make voters feel better about things i mean yay that you're going to go out and find out okay what's the problem and you're going to listen um i I'd, I'd be anxious to see what kind of meaty um, See, decisions not, come out of that. I'm not one of these people that thinks that um, that, that that things are loosey goosey at the ballot box. Yeah, I, I just in New Hampshire, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. um, having um, worked uh, some of the local elections, I know I watched the paper ballots go into the ballot box. Yeah, and then at the end of the day, uh, they get parsed. People volunteer. Yep, and we have tables set up, and people have their blank and they count and check and check sure. and check and there you go right. i was like okay uh it's not like they disappear in a van and then all of a sudden we <laughs> sent 1200 out and 1800 come back yeah you know they were i haven't seen that now there doesn't does seem that happen in other states perhaps yeah uh, but i'm just not one of these people that thinks that confidence has gone off the rails mm -hmm. um and they're saying well we've got to uh uh, some people say the commission should represent diverse populations. Um, uh, to me, there's only one population base, those that vote. Right. There, there you, you go. go. A irrespective of your religion, your 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 race, creed, color, I don't care. Mm -hmm. You're voters. Right. Period. End of story. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, people are, well, you know, I don't know if I can get to vote. Again, we're not making it hard for you to vote. Mm -hmm. Okay. The polls are open. From seven A to seven P or whatever you know, whatever it is, go vote. Right. Well, you know, it's kind of hard. <sighs> okay, then if you know you're not going to be able, you can vote absentee. Right. Okay. There, there are vehicles in place. Uh, so, um, I don't know. I think uh, Brad Cook, um, Bradford Cook, is um, the other co-chair, and and actually either Dick, uh, I could either get Dick on, um, uh, former Congressman Dick Sweat, or um, uh, attorney uh, Brad Cook, um, whose first name is Bradford, mm -hmm. because guess where he was born? <laughs> In Bradford. There you go. Uh, I yeah, love yeah. it. He yep. comes by it honestly. Okay. Um, and Brad's been on the show as a political um, naysayer. I've uh, had it. So maybe we can get Dick or um, Brad on to talk about this commission. And say, yeah. Okay. Yep. Is there is there really a problem? Right. I'm not seeing a problem. Right. But. Um, and some people, you know, and, and the president, uh, former President Trump, was, you know, I, it was stolen. Okay, I've seen little little things here and there, you know, some ballots. Okay, but widespread tampering? No. Uh, but I'm not a machine person either. I don't trust the machines. Mm -hmm. So, um, um, and I know uh, we, our town, uh, was looking at possibly spending the money to get um, mechanized machines uh, got voted down we went no we'll take the paper ballots yeah you know I yeah. mean, we're telling less than three thousand people right come on right you we know can do that yeah. and and god bless the people who volunteer to show up at the end of election day um have supper and then come in and spend a couple hours 
counting these ballots hand by hand mm -hmm. and making the notations. God bless you. Yep. But that's to me is government at work. Right. The people, you know. So anyway, eight fifty-seven is the time we're going to uh, um, head up to news. Going to come back on the other side. Um, I don't know. Maybe let's see if uh, see if I can catch up with Harrigan this morning. Mm. See if John's uh, in to uh, get his take on the old man of the mountain collapsing oh, uh, on this yeah. date 19 years ago, 2003. Um, and I remember Ken Kale and I were talking about it that morning. And we're like, what? Huh? What do you mean it's gone? Right. <laughs> right. Wrap your head around that one. But, right? but I immediately uh, glommed onto it and went, great. I'm glad. Why? No, I'm glad that nobody, the people are that nobody saw it go away. Okay, because it was natural. Nobody was up there with a chisel. It just kind of showed up over years, and then it was gone. Oh, and I said it, it, okay. it disappeared the way it came. Mm -hmm. Nobody saw it. It yeah. was, and I said there, there's a certain amount of je ne sais quoi to that that I there just thought go. was kind of cool. Oh, all right, you know? all right. I see where you're going yeah. with that. I, I was not just, on board at first, as opposed but... to you know. Oh, there's a landslide and, and it's gone. Yeah, and, you know the whole drama. Big, yeah, you know, fanfare and all of all that. All of a sudden, somebody driving by going, "Wait, hey, it's it's not there anymore." Your, yeah. Oh, so. Okay. Yeah. So he slipped away quietly. Yeah, I kind of like that. Yes, in his own way. Went back into the mist from whence it had come. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, there's something surreal about that. Mm -hmm. I kind of like that. All mm -hmm. right. So we'll uh, take you up to news. Be back on the other side with uh, more and hot coffee. Uh, 
Uh, listen to the music. 9.07 is the time. Uh, speaking of 7th, uh, Saturday, May 7th, uh, the annual Children's Fishing Derby going to be held at the Children's Brook on Pumpkin Hill Road in Warner uh, under the aegis of the Warner Fish and Game Club. Um, they got sidelined because of COVID uh, for a couple of years. So the kiddos couldn't be out there, but they will be out there with vengeance. Um, <laughs> children under 16 years of age can start registering at 6.30 Saturday morning at the clubhouse. The derby runs from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Uh, there is um, uh, complimentary hot dogs or hamburger and a cold drink for all registered children. And it's always uh, it's always a hoot. And uh, there'll be prizes awarded for the smallest fish, Largest fish, first five fish limit, youngest angler, and oldest angler. That's awesome. And it's always a blast to yeah. see the kiddos out there. And there's uh, usually a 50-50 raffle on site uh, for the big for the big folks, you know. <laughs> yep. Um, and and you know, please. Um, and and I'm a, a member of the Warner Fishing Game Club. Um, and let the kids fish. You know, <laughs> is it hard for parents not to take over and yeah. to kind of not get involved I know. and not? And, you know, I know you want to uh, kind of sit there and hook the fish. Yeah, then go, then oh, give oh, it to your oh, kid. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, yeah. no. Yeah. Let them have the thrill, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and have the, the disappointment of having the fish slip off the hook yeah. and go away. Uh, um, that is so hard to do. So as a parent, you, you're kind of, you do this automatic kind of remote thing. So I'm driving, my youngest is uh, practicing for his driver's license. So I take him out driving. And as he's driving and, you know, I'm doing, of course, all the heads. I mean, I should be doing the head swivels to make sure he's seeing what he should be seeing. But as he's going to turn or do his blinker, there goes my hand on my side. I'm not doing anything except like I'm some puppeteer. I I don't know. It's this weird remote thing. So I would imagine the same thing if you're an experienced fisher person and you've got your little person out there. How are you not interjecting yourself into the situation? I know. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I, I remember um, doing the dad thing. Um, I was driving and a moose crossed the road. Mm-hmm. It, not too far in front of me, yep. but enough that I had a chance to brake, yep. not pound on the brakes. Yep. But as I did it, I can remember putting my arm yes. out. Uh, my oldest boy uh, was still <laughs> young, sitting in the uh, passenger seat. Yep. And I put my arm out while mm-hmm. I'm braking, watching the road, and immediately... Uh, just trying to put my hand th- yes you just do it it gets installed yeah. when the child is born you get this automatic sidearm yeah. yeah. that comes out as soon as you're doing a sudden stop backhand and and know. the thing is it doesn't necessarily go away if the person in the passenger seat is not your child it could be a good friend whatever I don't know what I'm protecting you from yeah um you know it, it's just that funny little reflex yeah, yeah. here yeah yeah I, I, yeah I hear you ah <sighs> well anyway uh, so anyway, it's uh, Saturday, uh, this coming Saturday, uh, May 7th, uh, at the Children'sburg Pumpkin Hill Road uh, in Warner. Um, uh, yeah, as you, uh, um, if you're coming Are you going to give us directions? Yeah. As you're coming in off of Exit 9 into mm-hmm. Warner Village, uh, you've got the uh, Telephone Museum on the right-hand side, and uh, right across the street from there is Pumpkin Hill Road. You just go up there about a half a mile and as big 90 degree corner uh the clubhouse is right there on your left and just uh you'll see the brook right there uh children's brook 
and uh, we pay uh, to have some fish stocked um, in the in the brook. Perfect. Yeah, kind of help the kids along. So it's a good time. Again, seven eleven, uh, and the kiddos get a free hot dog. It's just sign up, cost them nothing. Uh, they sign up, they get a, a choice: hot dog or hamburger and a cold drink. Uh, and sixteen years and younger. And if you're like me and you heard Peter giving directions, if you don't already, if you already know Warner, then you're following along in your head and going, yep, oh, okay, I know right where that is. If you don't, and you're like me, you heard the telephone museum. And so you're just going to drive there and go, okay, I know it's supposed to be around here somewhere. So if that doesn't work, go to Peter's house and he will direct you from there. I'll Maybe give he'll give you some coffee. <laughs> and... <laughs> Because really, you're giving all these directions. Really, I heard one landmark, and that's the only thing I'm going to think of. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm here. Well, now what do I do? Yeah, but you are coming in from a different direction. I said coming in from exit nine. But I don't, people like me don't pay attention to that. I'm like, okay, it must be exit nine. Or, or I'm going to go up. <laughs> Listen, you. Yeah, okay. Or I'm going to go to where I can come in from exit nine. Okay. Um, we're going to give Jeannie a Rand McNally <laughs> map. And she'll With fold it up and draw on it. Lines yeah. down. Yep. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes. That's if why you, I don't uh, leave my house. Uh, get to Warner. Just say, where's the Warner Fishing Game Club? See? Just, uh, just, That's they'll, what they'll, most they'll, people they'll will do. Yeah. All right. Uh, but kids can start registering at uh, 6 30, Saturday morning, and uh, drop the line starting at 7 a.m. And. By 7.15, there'll be some kiddo running in with a fish. Oh, that's so exciting. That's so fun. And you've got uh, you've got some of the club members. They're, they're in there, and they've got the, the rulers. Mm-hmm. They're measuring it. Yep. You know, yep. Making it very official. Oh, yeah. Yes, very nice. It's, it's all cool. It's, it's a <laughs> great time. And we're, we're all very excited uh, because it's just a blast to see yeah. the kids jacked about. You know, we fish, um, but sometimes you've been doing it for so long, you forget why it's fun yeah and then yep. you see the kids having a blast and going that's why it was fun right you it know? reignites that yeah. joy yeah so it's, it's just very cool so nice. you've got uh, children grandchildren nieces nephews you want to come down come on it cost you nothing and let the kiddos come down have some fun get a burger or a hot dog cold drink uh shake the chill of the morning off nothing does it better than a soda and a hot dog absolutely come on yep and who knows? Maybe they'll win a prize. Yeah. So good time. Fun. So check it out. Warner Fishing Game Club's annual Children's Fishing Derby this coming Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Yep. I'll show up there. Um, I'll know. show up there two hours late because I can't follow the directions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you said it started at 11. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've been driving around trying to find exit 9. Oh, that does not surprise <laughs> yeah. me at all. <laughs> does not surprise me. Um I, I must say I'm disappointed um, because I, I have nothing good to say about these people. Um, the Kardashian family. Oh, good night. Uh, they won the Black China defamation lawsuit. Yeah. Um, this is the woman. Um, she was um, engaged to the one male Kardashian yeah, loser. Um, and uh, they had a TV show called Rob in China. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, whatever. I uh, must but, have missed that one. But the show got canceled. And so she was suing the Kardashians uh, because he said, well, she held a gun to my head and she beat me and I was a victim. And they were, it's just the whole thing. 
Um, and so she sued for, I don't know, millions. And the judge went, yeah, no, no, sorry. The show didn't get, they didn't cancel it. They screwed up, but no, uh, no, no, sorry. So the Kardashians win. I'm like, oh, great, mm -hmm. great. Anything that elevates these no-talent people to a higher plateau just mystifies me. Yeah. Um, and and China was in court for the verdict. She had no visible reaction. And I'm like, whatever. Ten hours of deliberation. So, like, so more frivolous lawsuit stuff. That's, a, that's on, the thing in America, man. Yeah, anybody yeah. can sue anybody. Yeah, you know, it's true. The waste of time uh, so and the, energy. The jury said, yeah, no, no, none of the Kardashians defamed her, nor did they interfere with her contract. Uh, <laughs> nice try. Uh, nothing to see here. Move along. Mm -hmm. So, that's um, just... Again, why do these... Again, no talent people just thrive. Continue to yeah. Yeah, bubble up in the headlines. I do not yeah, get it. Do not get it. Mystifying. Anyway. Yep. 916 is the time. On that note, we'll take a break. Back with more. Linda Ronstad, back in the USA. Great story about that uh, that song. Uh, she she heard the original. Now Chuck Berry did the original back in 1959, back in the USA. And uh, now now flash forward into the 70s. Linda Ronstad was being driven around L.A. by Glenn Fry of the Eagles. Wow. Okay. Okay. Who had once been in her band. So, and. Uh, um, the track was uh, being played on a homemade cassette that Fry had playing in his tape deck. She recalls uh, being reminded how we used to sit around the Troubadour bar and say, man, it's terrible, we can't get a record deal, we're broke, blah, blah, blah. Then all of a sudden I looked at him and said, man, life's tough. We're gonna go skiing at Aspen with all this money in our pocket. We're gonna have a good time, we're gonna have great music. Just then, Back in the USA came on, and she said, I went, boy, that would be a great song to sing. I wanna do that one. So, Glenda Ronstead, uh, recorded on August 1st, 1978, uh, back in the USA with the, the, the original Chuck Berry song. And uh, it went as high as well, number 10 uh, on Billboard. Okay. Um, top five in Detroit. So on October 16th, 1987, Ronstadt joined Chuck Berry on stage at the Fox Theater in St. Louis as part of a concert celebrating his 60th birthday. And you just heard her singing that, saying uh, she ad-libbed the uh, back in old St. Lou and the crowd going wild, that's why. You can go to YouTube and punch in Linda Ronstadt back in the USA and you can see uh, her on stage with Chuck Berry and Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones playing backup guitar, uh, again, helping to, to celebrate. Now, here's the, here's the twist of the story. According to the production assistant, Mark Slocum, Despite Ronstadt having rehearsed with the band 
playing in the key of C. Chuck Berry's guitar playing on the actual concert performance back in the USA necessitated the band performing in the key of G. And Slocum said, Linda Ronstadt's such a pro, you really don't hear her strain or muff it, but she was so pissed off when she walked off that stage. She went right through the green room, right out the stage door, climbed into her limo, and never came back for the second show. The Ronstadt-Berry performance of Back in the USA was featured in the filmation of Berry's 60th birthday concert, Hail, Hail, Rock and Roll, with track being included on the soundtrack album. Problem was, they had a hard time getting her to sign the release for the performance, because 10 years later, she was still torqued. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yep. Yep. She took that very seriously. Yep. Yep. She was just wow. fuming. Wow. She, she is. So she is a consummate pro. It's like, wait a minute. I killed myself. We rehearsed in C. You flip it to G, which was not my comfort zone. Sure. Um, she uh, pulled it off famously. Yeah, she did, because as you shared the story with me, I'm watching the video. You cannot tell. there is. She does not give any indication that this is a strain for her, nope. that she's angry. She is being gracious. She is performing well. She's smiling and being sweet to the, it, it looks like a, a flawless yep. performance. But, but that's no, intriguing Out the to door know in the limo was, and wow, say bye. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, take this Whoops. with your second show. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I mean, great. Yeah. You know, so this is me in the key of C, and this is me in the key of G. Yeah, I know. You see how that's yeah, yeah, I got that. tough for me. And I have to. Yeah, adapt. Of, uh, yeah. Okay. <sighs> wow. Yep. Well, yep. good. I mean, good job for her to be able to pull that off for the performance. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's it. See, I love those pieces of intrigue behind the scenes yeah. about the s songs because it makes it so much more interesting as you're listening to the performance well yeah and, and again you can go to youtube and she's she's out there rocking it having a yeah, great time um and keith richards smiling with chuck berry and and yeah. chuck's just in awe of linda sure. you know it's yeah like, they're all yep they're having a great time she is seething <laughs> hell hath no fury like a woman singing in the key of g <laughs> There you go. Okay. There you go. That, that's it, yep. man. Yeah. Wow. On a lighter note, mm -hmm. uh, this gives me something to shoot for in a couple of years. Okay. Uh, Lester Wright. Lester Wright. And see, I'm the right Lester. Uh, this is W-R-I-G-H-T. Oh. oh. Okay. Lester mm -hmm. Wright. Okay. Celebrated his 100th birthday. Yep. He ran the 100-meter dash at the Penn Relays. Of course he did. Yep. Typical start. Uh, to race and he was off brought the thousands in attendance to their feet oh my goodness and uh, uh, Fox News correspondent said at the end of the race tired he said nope <laughs> I said could you do it again he said yes had plenty of energy left over after running his 100 meter dash at the Penn Relays uh, he said I hadn't run in three years because I was ill my first race since my recovery he said it's it's in the head more than it's physical yeah above all he credits his wife who he's been married to for 80 years. Wow. As the reason he's lived such a great life. He said, we did everything together. Worked together, had a business together, traveled together, shopped together. That's it. Good job, Lester. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yep. He broke, uh, uh, but uh, ran the 100-meter 100, 100 dash. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yep. Yeah. And I love that you didn't have anything else to add to that story to make it a bummer story, no, like no. then he dropped dead or yeah. 
No, that is fantastic. Um, so are you gonna you gonna start running? No. <laughs> so that you can be no, doing that no. same thing in five uh, years. Speaking of hundred-year-old uh, um, guy, yeah, Brazilian man has broken the Guinness World of Record book for working at the same company mm-hmm. for eighty-four years and nine days. Wow. Yep. Guy's a hundred years old. He started working for the textile company as a shipping assistant when he was fifteen on January seventeenth, nineteen thirty-eight. Unbelievable. Yep. And kept going. It, Has not retired. He he uh, would walk to school barefoot, uh-huh. and uh, is described as an exceptional student, brilliant memory, attention to detail. Um, yep. And wow. turned a hundred years old on April nineteenth. Celebrated his birthday with the company. Family and friends. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Yep. yep. Wow. I wonder wow. if he still walks barefoot to work. Well, yeah. Uh, that's. He said, "I don't do much planning. I don't care much about tomorrow. Like all I care about tomorrow is tomorrow's going to be another day. I shall wake up, get up, exercise, go to work. You need to be busy with the present, not the past or the future." Okay. Live in the now. He's saying. Well, that's okay. it. All right. That's it. So there you go. A hundred-year-old guy. Yep who has been working for the same company for 84 years and nine days, yep. and a 100-year-old guy who just did the 100-meter relay. See, and the two things they have in common there, neither of those fellows are sitting back in a rocking chair just waiting and, and doing nothing. They are very active people. the guy in the diaper people. with a side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Sorry. nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that imagery. Yeah, well, you know, mm. yeah, it's ugly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so there you go. It's, you know, it's, it's all in the head. Yeah, it is. It is. So we will. Uh, we will see. But I try to um, um, try to give some good news. We appreciate that. Know? Yes, because it's it's all too easy to find all the bad stuff. You know, and that that brings up another point. People and age are so funny, and as they get older, as we get older, we tend to start hiding how old we are. Why is that? important that makes no sense it's like having a resume that you have a ton of experience in and hiding that i mean your age is showing how much experience in this life that you have and that you have successfully navigated up to this point so we should be proud of how old we are i get it yeah i get it that's why i don't mind telling people that i'm 32. i'm sorry turn sideways (laughs) Yeah, your nose is growing. Okay. <laughs> 9.30 is the time. We'll be back right after this. Pinocchio. I spent last night in the arms of a girl in Louisiana. And though I'm out on the highway, my thoughts are still with her. Such a strange combination of a woman and a child. Such a strange situation. Stop a never hundred miles calling Baton Rouge. A replay of last night's events rolled through Here my mind. Garth, man. Well, in the waning hours last Saturday night, the ground beneath Louisiana boots trembled. Just east of the Mississippi River in Baton Rouge, Nestled in the Louisiana State University campus, country star Garth Brooks performed a local fan favorite song at a jam-packed Tiger Stadium. The crowd's furor was so strong, 
How strong was it? It registered as a small earthquake. Oh, my goodness. Fans recorded the deafening song as the stadium sang Colin Baton Rouge, word for word with Brooks. Somebody uh, asked on Twitter, is somebody running the seismograph when he plays calling <laughs> Baton Rouge? Somebody said, yes. Tiger Stadium holds over 102,000 people, and the stadium was sold out for his concert Saturday night. Yep. And oh, apparently um, they were pounding the boots in the ground and singing. Hundred Over 102,000 people singing uh, that song. Wow. Yep. Wow. Well, <laughs> what does that do for your and, ego? And it showed him? up. Oh, my uh, goodness. Yep, showed up Colin Baton Rouge. And <laughs> he shared his gratitude on Twitter after the show and said, LSU, tonight was better than in my wildest dreams. I bet it was. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Wow. Um, song was written in the late 70s, recorded by the Newgrass Revival Band in 1989. Uh, Garth Mann unearthed the song with his bluegrass twist, hit number two on the country charts. And it's a big, big fan favorite at LSU. Uh, playing the song's tradition for football and basketball games. Many bars near the campus play it as the night is winding down. And so the fact that uh, Garth Mann was there and sold out 102,000 people pounding boots on the ground and singing, and it showed up as an earthquake. As a, I, that is incredible. That's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah, put down that down in your career highlights. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, I don't know. But, I mean, it's one of those silly little things that, you know, um, I mean, with everything that's going on in the world, mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of cool. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. Um, I, I saw a story this morning. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it was just a matter of time. Um, a drone, mm -hmm. U.S. drone, carrying guns, intercepted after flying into southwest Ontario. A bag containing 11 handguns was attached to the drone, which was stuck in a tree. Um, apparently, uh, Ontario police were notified of a large drone stuck in a tree. They got up there and said, oh, yeah, 11 handguns. Okay. Oh, my They seized goodness. the guns and are investigating. It's like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, with every advance, of course, there's yeah. there are 18 million ways to use that yeah, for, I know. for evil. I know. <laughs> for bad. Wow. I mean, and really, why not? I, and and then you know, I don't know how easy that's going to be to trace. Um, I don't know. I'm assuming fingerprints. Well, but you would think that they would think that through as well. So no, they it's just, just think, uh, they think they're smarter than the average bear. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> didn't didn't anticipate that getting stuck in a tree. I guess. Well, I know. Just I don't know. Un unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, every time there's something good that, you know, some some um, progress in, in, in society or, you know, something will help, mm -hmm. somebody's going to take it and make it cheesy and low rent and, and illegal. Yes. Yes. Like, oh, man. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, I mean, think about this. So, so self-driving cars, which I've never been a fan of that concept. Um, I think I think there does need to be an operator uh, making sure that you're taking in all of those subjective things that can happen and not just letting the vehicle do its thing all by itself. You could use that for transport of all kinds of illicit, illegal 
uh, things as well. I mean, you know, th there are just so many. We get so excited about the initial um, technology and the advent of something that's, wow, look how advanced we are. We are living just like the Jetsons. And then, do you remember the Jetsons? I love the Jetsons. Yes, I did too. I kept waiting for the time when, like, food would just materialize at our house or, yeah, all the little, and the little, you know, driving in the spaceship to work. That'd be cool. Could you lose 16 pounds in a week? If I were dead. I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't think so. Okay. Is it just, you were just wondering, just looking at me and wondering, like, step it up? Well, no, I, I, I had done a story about the family that I really hate. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yes. I know. But, um, Kim mm -hmm. showed up at the Met Gala mm -hmm. in one of Marilyn Monroe's most iconic dresses. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, the one she wore as she sexually sang happy birthday to President Kennedy yeah. 60 years ago. Yep. She had to lose 16 pounds to fit into the dress. Yeah. Yep. Um, um, it was designed and purchased by the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum for $5 million. Okay. And so she wore it. The dress originally cost $12,000 back in 1960. Okay, but you said, could you lose 16 pounds in a week? She had to lose 16 pounds to fit into that dress. Right, but was that in just a week? Yes, yeah, I guess. What? I don't know. I just, I don't yeah. know if that's doable. Well, I don't know either. Um, the dress uh, originally, in 1960, um, cost $12,000. It was so tight. <laughs> How tight was it? She had to be sewn into it when she purred, happy birthday, Mr. President. Uh -huh. She couldn't put the dress on. They oh, had to sew her into it. Lovely, yeah. lovely, yeah. lovely. Yep. So, um, but again, okay. You had to lose 16 pounds to get yeah, in a I mean, $5 million people, dress. Yeah, again, that's not really headline worthy. I think. I know. Uh, Nothing they do people is. Are, yeah, no. They are not like normal people. Why do you look up to them? <laughs> no, no. I no. just, I don't. See, and I think that's the problem. No one is looking up to them anymore. So they keep trying to find a way to be in the spotlight again. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just sit, falling sit short. Sit down and shut up. Uh, I know. You know, nobody cares. Right. Uh, just, uh, man, oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> I know, but they it's just, you know, they're like cockroaches. Every time you think you've kind of gotten rid of them, they crop up somewhere else. <laughs> That's nice. Sorry. Just, <laughs> beautiful imagery. Well, I just I can't stand. Oh, mm -hmm. oh no. <gasps> well, we got to take a break. <laughs> I can't wait to find out why. A fight broke out at a hockey game. <laughs> what is going on in this country? I think you got that backwards. No, it says brawl breaks out at Lightning Maple Leafs playoff game. A fight broke out at a hockey game? Oh, yeah. my God, the humanity. Yeah. We'll be back. Oh, oh, I can't deal with this.
You like him? I do. I do. But you know what's funny? When you watch the videos of him, like I love his and who's music. Him? They don't know. Eddie Money. Thank you. Eddie Money. Yeah, yeah. Great music. You watch him and he looks like the most unlikely rock person you've ever seen. He, he a, just he looks like a yeah. yeah. He looks very very clean cut, kind of doofusy. He he just doofusy. Doofusy. Oh, There's a good yeah, word. it is a good word. Yep. All right, I got one for you. Doofusy. Doofusy. I like that. Speaking of doofusy, you know who else was shaken? Who? Everybody at another funeral. I cannot believe that I am just seeing this story after you talked about the woman. Oh, the lady in Peru. Yes. Yeah. Who they, who they heard knocking from the casket. All right. There's the story. An elderly Shanghai resident was mistakenly declared dead and taken to a morgue in a body bag. The latest sign of dysfunction in the COVID-stricken city, where millions of people remain under government-enforced lockdown. Video footage. Video footage. I don't know who's taking a video at a funeral, but shot by a bystander shows the moment several workers dressed head-to-toe in protective gear recoil (laughs) as they realize the man is still alive. The footage, almost. The footage has since gone viral on Chinese social media, blah, blah, blah. The video posted on Sunday shows the head of the man, a nursing home resident, appearing from the yellow body bag as the workers lift it from a vehicle. Ooh. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. 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 Isn't that odd? What are the odds? I don't... Does this happen a lot more than we're thinking? I guess. Well... Wow. Yeah. Yeah, creepy. And then people are speaking out against the nursing home, saying they sent a living person on a hearse and said they were dead. The undertaker staff said they were still moving. It's irresponsible. That's what they're calling it. Irresponsible. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's what that's what I keep telling Mike. It just make sure I'm actually dead, please. Wow, man. Yeah, now I'm creeped out. Yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine being the workers and seeing a head emerge from the body bag? Uh, Blinking, looking around. Yeah. Uh, it's a little disturbing. How did I get here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wait, who are you people? Where are we going? I feel better. I think I'll go for a walk. Oh. You know, there's a story. Yeah. Woodstock, Vermont. Okay. It's a creepy story. I can tell because your voice changed. Yeah, okay, I'm in. I'm in the key of G. I love it. Yes. Um, <laughs> it was 1834. Mm-hmm. And... The eldest son of the Corwin family died from a mysterious wasting disease. Mm. When another son became ill, the townspeople of Woodstock advised the Corwins to take precautions against a vampire. Logical. According to legend, the eldest brother was disinterred from the Cushing Cemetery and burned. His ashes were buried in an iron container beneath the Woodstock Village Green. Supposedly, a few local boys decided to get together late one night and dig up the burned ashes. They quickly abandoned their grisly task when they heard unearthly screams and voices all around them. This may be all typical New England folklore, uh, as the town register does not contain any records about a Corwin family who were born or died. Were there any vampires? Well, if so, nobody's found any evidence to confirm it, but... I've heard that story. 
that, yeah, they dug somebody up and uh, they put a stake through the heart. And uh, um, there were all kinds of creepy, oh, that is creepy, creepy stories. Wow. I don't know how we started going down this creepy death story spiral. We're getting ahead of the morning. curve for Halloween. Okay. <laughs> like we're, we're early. For once, we're planning ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, yep. Um, very creepy. So, I, I um, the story of the, the Corwin vampire was not the first time townspeople have dealt with a vampire. Um, perhaps offering explanation to their choosing to cremate the corpse so quickly. In 1817, a man named Frederick Ransom fell ill and died on February 14th. Valentine's Day, of course. Sure. Uh, he was a 20-year-old student at Dartmouth College, and an account of the events was written by his brother, Daniel. He was buried, but his father became convinced he was rising from his grave and visiting the family at night. Dear old dad had Frederick's body exhumed and had his heart cut out. Ugh. The heart was burned on the forage of the local blacksmith. Uh, Captain Pearson, a common motif at the time, connected to the belief in the power against supernatural of a blacksmith. Ashes were scattered on the village green under which the Corwin boy's ashes were later buried. Don't know. Unfortunately, burning Frederick's heart did little to save the family from their fate. Mrs. Ransom died in 1821, a daughter in 1828, two sons in 1830 and 1832. Daniel survived the longest, living into his 80s, with a constant dread that one night the family illness may come for him. Yikes. Wow. Something did happen in Woodstock, Vermont. Interesting. Yep. Very interesting. No, because I would go over to uh, Woodstock and uh, I heard the stories. I went, this is creepy. Yeah, it is creepy. But, you know, is there is there um, historical precedent? I don't know. Mm. You know, um, I mean, the, the um, Henniker, um, you have the House of Oceanborn Mary uh, haunted. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was big, big story. Okay. Um, and um, I'm trying to remember the whole. Uh, Mary was on a ship. She was a young, young woman. Pirates captured the ship. Um, and apparently the, 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 the pirate fawned over the little girl and, uh, you know, spared her and the family or whatever. And uh, gave her mother uh, some some ivory linen-y stuff and said, make it a wedding dress. It'll be my gift for her when she grows up. Okay. And apparently, you know, Mary did and blah, 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 blah. So um, there's a house. They said, well, this is the house, House of Oceanborn Mary. And it, you can drive by it. Yep, you can see it. Wow. Problem was, never happened. Oh. Okay, it did, but not at that house. Yeah. The house was um, somewhere else in New Hampshire and eventually was moved physically to Massachusetts. So the house of Oceanborn Mary is down in Massachusetts. But the guy who owned the house said, well, this is a great marketing thing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. And so just, you can and, just. And, and started yeah. saying back yeah. in the 60s, you know, yeah. this is the house. Of, <laughs> and, you know, you could hear the stagecoach, the spectral oh, stagecoach at night. Of course. Coming down the dirt road, yeah. you know, and pe- people bought it. <laughs> people want a story like that. And they want to. It's easy to believe because they want to be yep. drawn in and suckered yeah. into something yeah. like that. So, again, you just need to say it with confidence make a creative story to go with it yep. and yeah you know, 
And with something like that, you only you can even have questions about, well, nobody knows. I know. So you don't even have to have all the details na- nope. nailed down. Nope. And people, I'm sure well, there that you go. if you uh, uh, have grandparents and aunts and uncles uh, mm-hmm. that have scrapbooks from the 50s, 60s, sure. 70s, sure. they probably got a picture of the Ocean Board Mary House in Henniker. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it's not. It's easy to manufacture. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, that's pretty uh, yeah. clever. Yep. <laughs> so you got you got well, a bunch of stories go. like that. Yeah. You know. And if not, just create some. Yeah. Sure, why not? <laughs> That's great. Yeah, oh Beautiful. Yep. Speaking about people who mix things up, yeah. uh, President Biden uh, yesterday mixed up his job title. Oh, dear. You would think that would be a pretty easy one. Told a crowd at the White House he was the nation's first senator from Delaware. When he meant to say first president from Delaware. <sighs> yep. Biden, who turns 80 this year... Um, Critics routinely accuse him of being in mental decline, citing gaps in instances where he loses his train of thought. Uh, the president said at a White House event uh, yesterday, he said, you know, there have not been many of the senators from Delaware. It's a small state. As a matter of fact, there's never been one. So I, I want to make sure I introduce a fellow Delaware native. Uh, uh, okay, no, no, sir. Um, you, you were born in Pennsylvania uh, before you moved to Delaware. Uh, you're not a native. Um, and... You were not the first senator from Delaware, sir. Oh, um, dear. Yeah, I know. Oh, dear. I know. Um, oops. Mm. <laughs> his uh, um, see, people must have been going nuts. See, you the, and I... The handlers. Yes. You and I screw up all the time. Oh, yeah. But it's okay. Yeah. People go, oh, totally fine. there's Gene There they Peter. go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Those knuckleheads. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah. And I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't... Um, we don't have long-lasting repercussions from... We don't have Secret Service protecting us. <laughs> yes, and <any> handlers uh, <laughs> pointing us to the script. Yep, we don't. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, point this. Get, mm. get away from me. Yeah, yeah that's uh, why they stopped pointing. Yep, pretty much. Um, other than that, um, uh, I don't know. we got some stuff coming out. And, and I didn't talk about it this morning. Um, hey, I don't really want to, uh, but I'm sure we're going to have to. Um, because a leaked draft opinion came out of the Supreme Court and said that the Supreme Court is set to overturn Roe versus Wade. Um, apparently that was written in early February, um, and somebody leaked it out to the press. I'm not sure why. Maybe they were trying to get somebody to change their vote. I, I don't know. Don't know. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be, um, this is going to turn... Um, states, the courts basically are saying this is not a court decision, this is a state decision. So now the states will have to set up uh, their own procedures. If, in fact, this document is correct, um, it's, it's a lot of headaches coming up down the road. So if you think we're in trouble now, oh, just wait, kids. It'll get worse. <laughs> and, then, and that's what we leave you with. And that's Jeannie nice. and I look so good compared to all that. Okay, so come on back tomorrow. Straight up 10 o'clock, play nice today. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning.